Yeah, well, Chelsea and City have pulled out. Obviously, uh, Ju- the Juventus president has just uh, resigned, apparently, as well. Yeah, apparently so. Well, that's what's rumoured on the old Twitter sphere. But to be honest, usually they're pretty majority right, I'd say. Yeah, unless it's the City lineup. That's also true. <laughs> Hello and welcome to FBL by Dummies with your hosts Tom and Cam. Um, yeah, what a terrible, terrible week for football it's been. Uh, Brentford drew their last two games and pretty much have been put in the playoffs. And I got a game week score of 31. Oh yeah, and there was something called the European Super League. Um, yeah, but you know, we'll forget about that straight away, won't we? So it's been um, a very interesting week um, for football fans around the world. Um, yeah, I've heard that you know Burnley actually won the 2017 Premier League title. Uh, congratulations to Southampton. Uh, they won the 2014-15 title. And a massive congratulations to Wolves, 17-18 champions. I don't know, 18-19 champions? It doesn't matter. All we know is that football is dead and there's a lot of scum in the world still. But on the positive news, Woodward is gone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you mean. I think this has been a great idea. I'm all for it. <clears throat> and I think a lot of fans are, to be fair. Everyone wants this money-grabbing, heartless new game of football that's been proposed, don't we? Yeah. Everyone wants to watch, you know, a boring 1-0 between Man City and Chelsea rather than a 3-2 between uh, West Ham and Newcastle. That's what I've heard. Well, I mean, that's what I'm talking about to some people this week. Like, the Premier League is such an attractive package as it is. Like, yeah, not every week have you got Liverpool City crunch game for the title, but you can watch an entertaining game of football anywhere up and down the league. And that is what is so enjoyable about it for fans across the world. Not just seeing like, yeah, I mean, you might see Ronaldo and Messi play each other every other week, but it would just be a dead rubber. It doesn't mean anything to anyone. So there's just no point in playing games like that. Um, I think you did see Pep's interview, didn't you? Where he was yeah. like, you know, it's not sport if you don't have, like if losing doesn't mean anything. Like, I just think it would just be pointless as well because, you know, aside from the fact that, no one gets there on actual merit. Like Spurs and Arsenal, if they continue playing as badly as they are, are going to turn up and get beaten every week by the other teams. But it's not going to like mean anything. As Pep said, like they'll just be rocking up, getting beat, and going back and being like, "Oh, it's fine. We'll be there next year. Next year anyway." Like, what is the point in that? But I don't think I'm saying it's anything crazy. New. No, it's been absolutely mad. I know that I've really, really like honestly. Yeah, the Euro Super League is obviously the world's most ridiculous idea I've ever heard. Um, but what has been fantastic for is the amount of memes I've seen this week mm-hmm. that are just off the chart. Like, I think my favourite one is the, um, and I'm sorry if you haven't seen it, but do you remember the Simpsons episode where Homer gets put into like the, the is it the, the oh, what's the like group of people, uh, Quakers, no. gets inducted <laughs> into the Quakers. And so it's like Simpson. It's like Homer Simpson. And he's getting like paddled, and he's like there going like, "Please, sir, can I have another? Please, sir, can I have another?" And, and the caption was just like, "Arsenal when they give me, get beat eleven nil by Real Madrid every other week." Well, that's the thing. It's like Arsenal haven't been in the Champions League since like two thousand fourteen, was it? Maybe no, maybe not quite that long ago. Maybe like two thousand sixteen or seventeen, something like that. And the last time they were, they got clapped ten two by Bayern on aggregate. <laughs> like, and and they've not been in there since, you know. They bottled the Europa League a couple of seasons in a row. I'm sure that will happen again this year. Um, so to think that they're going to turn up, you know, Le- like, Le- like Leicester, 
the see obviously that they got into the the Champions League because they won the title and they weren't the same team that they were the following year. So if they been in the league in the Champions League, sorry, when they won the league, they probably would have you know gone quite far. But as it stood, they got to the quarterfinals or something, wasn't it? When they when they after the the year after they won the title, so you know you won't have that sort of story anymore. You'll just have the same old boring teams who are languishing in like eighth or so in the Premier League, not competing. And yeah, just getting clapped each and every other week. So, pointless. Yeah. Is Rick, I think I saw a funny thing as well. And they were saying, like, they were trying to, like, obviously come up with steps to make it fair. And they were saying, oh, of the 300 million, like, euros each they would get, none of that could be used on transfer money. And it's like, well, yeah, but then you could, the, the, like, the, the possibilities of expanding your club with 300 million euros mm. is absolutely ridiculous. Like, fine, okay, don't spend it on a player, just develop your use fixtures, make your training facilities unbelievable, yeah. like increase your stadium size. Like it's just, it was just so ridiculous. Oh, just some of the things they were like trying to come up with and just some of the ideas of going, oh yeah, this this is how it's going to be good. And it's like, it was like Perez this morning, come out this morning and just said, oh, at least we get to watch it. Was it 18, no, was it 17 to 24 year olds don't enjoy watching the Premier League anymore. And it's like, oh, because the, what, how old is he? 18, he must be in his 80s. Yeah. He must be nearing, nearing death. Well, he's <laughs> And I'm not I'm not one to uh you know promote it, but I'm pretty sure he's probably a bit closer to death at the moment than he was a few weeks ago. So there's probably someone out out for his uh out for his out for blood. Half the world. But um, yeah. But so how does he how does he know what you know yeah. 17 to 24 year olds? Although that was another point actually. It was really sad when it said you know young people no longer want to watch you know exciting Premier League. I was like yes I do. And then they were like 18 to 24 year olds. I was like I'm no longer in that bracket. I was like, that is depressing. <laughs> I was like, that is so depressing. Home. I was like, I, I love watching the Premier League. It's like, oh, wait, I'm no longer a young person. It's Old like, man okay. med. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, in a way, he's right because you know the rule changes and VAR have taken away from the spectacle that is football that we love to tune into each and every week. But the answer isn't to make it an exclusive club that just te- that suck up all the money out of the game. Um, and, you know, make a market for people that don't really care about it. You know, the, all this money that they're talking about making, I would bet a lot of money on, is, like, marketed at the Asian slash American markets. People that, you know, I can't remember who summarised it, but will have, like, a half-and-half half flag of, like, Real Madrid-Barca. <laughs> like, they don't actually care or have any real connection to the games that they would be watching, but... All it takes is for, you know, one of these clubs with a following of like 150 million, each of those supporters to pay one pound to watch the game and they've made 150 million pounds off one game. Yeah. And they do that yeah. every other week. They'll be stinking rich. Um, and, you know, I have seen that the reason I thought just to start off with, it was just they wanted to make money, which it probably is driven by. But I saw that it was, you know, they've face significant losses over this past year and a bit through the, the pandemic, which everyone has suffered. And, you know, everyone from a business point of view is trying to make savings where they can, recoup money where they can. But this just isn't the way to do it because it's not football anymore. And on top of that, you know, those guys, they don't need any more money. Like of all the people who need to be making money out of this, it really isn't them. Like, I know obviously City have kind of pulled out of it now, but the money that they would make off this new Super League would be a drop in the ocean for their owners. You know, um, 
everyone's applauding PSG, I think the cynic in me says, well, it's just because Seferin's his mate. It's not because their principals tell them they don't want to play in this league. I think the only ones who can genuinely be congratulated are the likes of Dortmund, Bayern, Porto, who all said no from the get-go. Um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully all the resignations we're seeing happening today means it is actually the end of it. Um but as a Liverpool fan, I'm most disappointed in our club because, you know, Lin- obviously the, the the most prominent figures are Neville and Carragher, both support United and Liverpool. But I do think Neville was right when he said that they should know better. Um, you know, they're the, they're the two most historic clubs in England, um, both working class, well, they were built from working class backgrounds and they're going to, you know, turn their back on it. And it was... I thought that the club was better run than that because I appreciate that it comes from the owners, but there's people around the club who kind of have an influence. You know, when when they tried to furlough people, the fans kicked off and people in the club said, hang on a second. And then they turned around within the day and said, actually, we're not going to go for that. But, you know, for Chelsea and City to be the first ones to say, actually, this is a bad idea. I don't know. It's just disappointing. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like... When you think of like clubs that are for the people, like I think United yeah. and Liverpool have always been the clubs that go like, you know, we are the club for the people. And to see the clubs that historically have always been, you know, the clubs that, you know, Chelsea, I guess, were the original ones really when they were the first club really that got the proper billionaire owner, yeah. I think. And then obviously Man City in recent years. And to see them come out and, you know, like it's, it's a tough one really. Like Obviously what they've done in the first place is ridiculous. And I don't think... I've seen quite a few people saying like, oh, we should be commending the clubs for pulling out. And it's like, well, no, we should be commending the fans for protesting it and the clubs then just bowing down to the peer pressure of it, really. Yeah, I, I mean, think, you know, if because the thing is, at the end of the day, is if no one said anything, if everyone just sat and went, oh, right, fair enough, they would still be going ahead with this. Yeah. So I don't think we should be even slightly remotely talking about giving Man City or Chelsea any praise because at the first place, they decided to join it in the first place. Yeah, so. I mean, and um, uh, what adds to the disappointment as well is, um, you know, I appreciate Liverpool's owners are American as well and they don't understand the whole kind of relevance of promotion relegation because it's just not a thing in American sport. Um, and the Glazers seem to be the ones who pushed it the most. But I heard that Chelsea and City only signed up because they didn't want to miss out, like they didn't want to miss the boat. Mm. If this took off and was really... A thing they didn't want to be left behind, which suggests that Liverpool were in it from the get go, and it's like, yeah, even more disappointing. Yeah, it's just like, you know, it wasn't even a case of you were like, oh, this is a business decision in terms of like, are we going to miss out on something that could be really good and profitable, but also like a good package football wise? They were just like in it from the start. Um, but yeah, I mean, City, I don't think City's owners are terrible because, you know, you look at what they've done to Manchester. Yeah, like sure. They've, they're clearly, you know, you could be cynical about it and say, oh, that's just for marketing purposes. But, you know, you can't deny what they've done to the east side of Manchester. So they clearly seem to be really decent people. But yeah, just disappointed in Fenway Sports Group. But hopefully this is the end of it and we don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah, it was a... There's a lot of talk. I like. I think just before we both logged on, we, we I literally was just scrolling through Twitter, and I just saw like, well, there's so many reports now that like, um, I can't think of the guy that, who is Fenway Sports, but um, John Henry, that's one John Henry. Like he's looking now at selling. Uh, the Glazers are looking at selling. Um, basically, everyone's just looking at taking the money and, and getting out of there because 
um, they can still, you know, there, there will be people now coming forward and, and going for them and going yeah, to buy them I mean, because they don't want run by these teams, for, for these people. For Henry, Carragher made the point that they bought Liverpool for an absolute steal because um, everyone hated the last ownership, basically. And in the time they've been our owners, they have been really good owners. You know, they've invested yeah. wisely. They've backed every single manager that's been in and none more so than Klopp, who now brought them success. And the club is worth so many more times than what it was. Um, I think it's a shame, you know, The I would like to believe that this is just a, a bad business decision. Um, they're Americans. They don't understand, you know, the nuances of this situation. Um but, I mean, I'm happy the Glazers are selling. They're bad owners. No one wants them there. But, I'm, yeah, I'd be a bit disappointed to see us be sold by Fenway Sports Group because I think, on the whole, they have been good owners. Um, but, I don't, and I don't think their position is untenable. But, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see what happens, really. Yeah, definitely. No, it's, it's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see who survives, basically, I think. It's going to be like a... It's almost going to be like a mini version of the Hunger Games. Like, there is literally 12, 12 factions. Um who 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 take yeah you obviously you got the president you got the owner which one which one survives yeah um, and I think the sad thing is it the more than likely the only one that will survive it is probably bloody Perez um, at Real Madrid at Real Madrid yeah. because he just seems to be he's a disgusting disgustingly untouchable um, but yeah it's been a weird it's been a weird tw- what forty eight hours yeah I mean yeah thank thankfully it's gone instead we can turn to the shit show that is fancy Premier League. Instead oh, of the European Super League. Do, do we have to? Another <laughs> acronym that brings uh, terror and pain to uh, everyone's lives. Um, which, yeah, started off really well this evening, seeing that Espilicueta, Chelsea's captain and mainstay since Tuchel came in, was benched, along with their best goalkeeper, Mendy. Um, yep. So that was fantastic. Um, as it I, only, stands, I only got punished for one of those. I only, I only have Mendy. Have you got both? No, I've only got Espilicueta. But, okay, um, so between so between us, we've both fucked it. Yeah, but, uh, well, we've both been burned by Thomas. But you know, you said you're on thirty one, which is obviously only five or oh, six points above the average. Miserable. I'm on forty six, and I still have red arrows this week. Oh, it's just <laughs> literally, I didn't realize how many people have Kane triple captained. Like it's ludicrous. Um, yeah, I think. Well, me and me and Cam. I think I've got a bit more into the stats this year and you haven't. And I think the best thing was me and you texting at the start of this week. And Cam was like, get in there, Harry. Yes, Harry. And uh, to put it in perspective, Cam's a lot higher than me at the moment. I think you're, what, 150,000th at the moment? Around about 150,000? Um, I think maybe slightly. No, 110,000. All right. No show off. Um, but anyway, so my effective... I'm down 400k after my dismal dismal wild card last week which um obviously we weren't on last week and thank god we weren't on last week because i played a wild card and i got 31 points in it (laughs) so we'll quickly quickly uh paper over those cracks um so i'm at 400k and the effective ownership of of me at the moment is 192 percent on harry kane so for every for every point he scores um i've got his captain i think he earns it's like 0.04 is what i get gain on harry I think your effective ownership must be, well, way above 200%. So well, I think every time he scores, it actually goes down. <laughs> is that because people have triple captain him this week? Or literally because so many yeah, people Yeah, but it's, it's to do with people... It's not just to do with, like, overall ownership. It's to do with people who own him around you. Yeah. So it's more... So it's a little bit different. Because obviously, people who are ranked at 7 million, it doesn't matter if they've captained Harry Kane, Bruno Fernandes, or I don't know... John Obi Mikel. Um, it doesn't really matter. Whereas um, 
obviously people like who are actually at around your rank, if they've all tripled, so for example, if you're hundred thousandth, and someone at ninety nine thousandth or hundred and hundred one thousandth of all triple Captain Kane, then obviously every time he scores, they're going to increase their rank, and you're mm-hmm. you're going to fall against them. So well, I think that's what's really what most this week like does after Kane scored, I did drop, but then Lingard scored, Cody kept clean sheet and got bonus points, and I went up again. It was basically the Liverpool game last night with Trent. Uh, getting an assist and bonus points is what hurt me the most because as I say after the West Ham game I actually had gained rank and now I've dropped again so I can't remember what I started the game we get it might have even been I think it was about 107,000 so I've only lost 3k places Um, but yeah really hoping to be lifted out of the mire by Son and Iheanacho Um, I just Everywhere you look, Leno un- unreasonably got dropped. Um, I now basically just have to hope for a dead rubber between City and Villa because Martinez is going to come on for me and I've got Diaz at the back. So I basically just want it to be the deadest nil-nil game you've ever seen. Um, Aspilicueta gets dropped. Um, I mean, Spurs are crap anyway. So let's just hope they tank Southampton and keep a clean sheet there because I brought Alderweireld in. But yeah, all in all, it's it's so weird. I'm 20 points above average and I'm having to think that like, where can I improve on this week? Because I've got red arrows, but. Yeah, but I say even I'm, even I'm 11 points above average and I'm still got, I've got, my red arrows are currently at 70k. So You're what, that's sorry? brutal. Oh, red, oh 70k I'm, red arrows. My red, right. yeah, I'm 70. So I've got, I've dropped from 400,000 to 400 and I think 470,000. I think about, so about 60k. Wow. Um, so yeah, it's been pretty brutal. Um, it's not been enjoyable the last two weeks. I've dropped over 150,000 places in rank. Um, <laughs> oh, so yeah, we can just hope playing that, a wild card. <laughs> after playing my wild card, I've dropped almost just shy of just shy of 150,000 places. So, yep, get rid of those wild cards. Get rid of all the chips. Just let me play my game, and apparently, I'll be a lot better. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's um. So let's hope something happens like the European uh, European Super League again next week. So I don't have to talk about FPL, <laughs> and I can just talk about the shit about football instead, and um, complain about that. And therefore, it takes my mind off of the absolute shit show that is that is football at the moment. Yeah, I'm just looking um, to see what um, the latest on Kane is. I think he's going to be out, to be honest. Yeah, latest from Ryan Mason. Didn't train. Oh, how good is that? I. Okay, so let I, okay. I about to say, I've I've seen the rumors. You've seen the rumors. Do you reckon Jose was actually sacked because he refused to take training yesterday? I don't know. Um, I do wonder. You know, Levy obviously knew that this announcement was going to come out, being the owner, and it's literally only the owners who wanted this Super League. So he obviously knew that there was going to be a load of uproar about that. So whether he thought I'll just sack Jose now so that it kind of disappears into the ether. Um, I've seen other people saying, you know, he didn't. He wanted to get rid of Jose at the end of the season, but it would have been harder, or just people would have kicked up more of a fuss if he, you know, let's say he won the Carabao Cup on Sunday. Um, it would be a lot harder to get rid of him if he had a trophy to show for it. So, I don't know. I kind of think that there is now. Now that we've seen how easily, supposedly, this these plans have been revoked um it does make me doubt whether Mourinho was sacked just for kind of opposing it because you know Klopp and Guardiola have both come out and said they don't agree with it 
but haven't lost their jobs. So, you know, they're different owners, obviously, but mm. it could it could just be results, you know. But yeah. I don't think Spurs have been, you know, they don't play the most attractive football, but they've not been terrible. No, definitely. I think the cynic in me wants me to say, the cynic says, no, he's just been sacked because of results. Yeah. But the optimist in me wants it to be because... I think after watching the Amazon Prime documentary on the Tottenham team, I actually really liked Jose Mourinho. And I was like, yeah, I want this guy to do well. And then I've been watching Spurs and I'm like, mm, he is still really shit though, isn't he? So well, <laughs> it's like, it's a, it's a hard one. Especially how they play anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, he didn't train today, Kane, but Mason said that he's taking it day by day and he didn't leave the game in like a, on crutches or in a boot or anything. So Hopefully it's just, just tweaked, but it didn't look... Did you see the slow-mo? It didn't look great. Oh, I didn't know. I just saw the... No, I didn't see it, to honest. I, 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 to honest, I think I turned off about, about that time, to honest. I couldn't bother to watch the rest of it. Richarlison um, basically fell into him and his ankle just went ooh. out to the side. Yeah. To be honest, I think it's one of those where do they risk him for Southampton? Probably not. Um, it, obviously, it's League Cup final on the weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. good... Oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot. Big news. Oh, no, they've, that's a shame, really, because if they continued with your... So there was... Europe, I'm going to go quickly jump back to it. Super League. There was positives and negatives to it. Negatives, obviously, football was ruined forever. Positives is that Brentford were in the semi-finals against Man City, Tottenham and Chelsea. So, actually, uh, Brentford have won the Carabao Cup this year. Breaking news. Congratulations. Um, and, they will, and they will be in the uh, Europa League next year. So, Can you actually imagine if that happens? I literally could not wait to watch Brentford play <laughs> Slavia, Prague, Slavia Prague next year. <laughs> Like, just imagine Brentford versus Ludo Goretz. Like, what a game. Hey, I think Brentford actually do well in that competition. Nope, they can't even beat Cardiff, mate, so don't worry about that. Well, uh, I did. I was surprised that when you mentioned them in your intro, I did look at the table to see where they were, and I was surprised to see how much they've fallen off. Yeah, 15 points behind Norwich now. I just, I just don't want us to become, like, the Tottenham version of the championship. What? Like, the bottle jobs. Yeah, like... You know, the Premier League have Spurs and I don't want Brentford to become like the championship equivalent of that. So basically just a least a less like a more shit version of Spurs, just with a little bit of integrity, that's all. Oh, and uh, yeah, you can't even make second now, can you? Because there's only three oh no, you've got four games, so you could do, but that means Watford have yeah. to lose every single one. Pretty much. So who And they beat Norwich and they beat Norwich tonight as well, so So um Who are top. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Moving on from that then. Norwich, the Pookie party is back, promoted. Are we getting him straight into the team next year? Absolutely not. Unless, <laughs> unless, well, unless he starts and shows more promise, but he was a, not even a one-season wonder. He was a quarter-season wonder last year. That's true. Um, Todd, Cam- Todd Cantwell is then. Well, maybe. Um, part of, I, I liked him when he first came on the scene. Then he got... I don't know, cocky is not the right word, but there was just something about him that grated on me um, ever so slightly. But he you can't deny he is a good player. Um, showed mm. it in the Premier League and has been kind of one of Norwich's key men this year. Scored a couple of really good goals um, that I've seen on the sparse highlights that I have. But yeah, I don't know. Are Norwich just going to yeah. go straight back down again though? Like Probably. All Although, style fair, no of, I think if they keep hold of uh, Buendia... It could be interesting because he has just looked unbelievable. But can um, they keep goals out at the other end? And you know, I don't know is Tim Kroll is Tim Kroll a good goalkeeper? That's what you need to ask yourself. And when well, you realise the answer is no, 
you realise they're coming straight back. <laughs> you can save a pen, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, about so. Um, Song Mary Void. Song Mary Void, let's do it. We've gone on, in, I think we've gone on off a little bit about... Uh, a 25-minute well, About to say, we've gone, for a Premier League fantasy show, we've talked about Europe and we've talked about the Championship, we've not talked about the Premier so <laughs> it makes sense. So yeah, we'll start our first segment, um, only about 20 minutes in. Uh, Snog Mary Void, so if you haven't listened to the podcast before, basically... Snog Mary Void, so uh, a player that me and Cam want to get in for the short term, the Snog, uh, a player who we absolutely adore and we're going to marry and he's going to spend the entire days, next days living with us and we'll stay in our FPL team until death do us part, is our marry and our Avoid, the player who um, basically we'd happily show off the end of a cliff and never see again and will never ever touch our uh, Premier League teams until they start to score braces and then we get them back in. I would say... Um... That's a bit strong, but for this week, I think it's probably about appropriate. Mm, probably fair, isn't it? So, who are you snogging this week? I think it's uh, not too surprising. No, to be honest, I've talked about him way too much this year, and it's a snog. Um, so, really, we're talking about one-week punts or two-week punts, really, at the most. Um, for me, this week, I was really struggling with the fixtures of who you know who is who is the one game where you can just gamble on a player. So, I've gone with. I've gone back to my old favourite, Ollie Watkins. Um, he finally left my team two weeks ago on the wildcard. I immediately regretted it after he scored. Um, and to be honest, I'm tempted to bring him in now Lacazette's been injured. Uh, they got West Brom at home. And they haven't been brilliant, to be honest, Villa. They haven't, you know, they're not looking unbelievable. But for me, it's just one of those, it's just one of those games I think, you know, you can get points out of, out of Ollie Watkins. He uh, is currently sitting... Now let me get this right. He's sitting currently fifth on the most shots attempted this season, which is behind Bruno Fernandez, Salah, Harry Kane, and Bamford. And bear in mind he's playing for an Aston Villa side who, you know, obviously had a fantastic start to the season, but I think they've dropped off a little bit since then. It's still quite impressive. He's still sitting on twelve goals, and he scored in the last uh, two games. Yeah, he's got two and two. So for me, sorry, he's got two and two. Yeah, two and two and two with obviously Man City to play in this game week. But obviously they're talking about game week thirty three. They're playing West Brom, um, who you know, although are beating Chelsea five two, have also conceded those two. So can Ollie Watkins get on the score sheet in that game? Absolutely. Will I be getting him for Lacazette and taking a points hit for him? Yeah, more than likely. <laughs> and let us know how that goes for you. Oh, hopefully well. Yeah, I mean, I can't too strongly disagree with that, particularly as it is just a punt, but. You know, Southampton, I think, are a threat, and hopefully Grealish will back be will be back. Sorry for them before the end of the season. Um, but they do have a very tough run of games coming up. So, mm, are they going to score too many goals? Not sure. Um, but yeah, as a punt, why not? Um, similar to that, along the same sort of same sort of lines. Uh, my recommendation for a snog this week is Patrick Bamford. Um, don't know how he didn't score yesterday. He had about 60 chances and managed to, the closest he come was hit the bar. Um, but yeah, looked lively as Leaves always do. Um, and he kind of is always going to play for them because Bielsa doesn't change his team. Um, and even with the four difficulty rating they've got of Man United next up, I think they can easily score against them and the remainder of their fixtures, which all rank three or below or three or less sorry so yeah Patrick Bamford 
six points oh he's six point five now he's dropped so yeah why not wait was that your snog my snog's Perry Bamford yeah okay fine wait who's your marry then this week my marry is uh oh no that was my marry <laughs> I was about to say I was, gonna... <laughs> I was looking at completely the wrong column although I think it's yeah I mean it, it works well um, as I said they've got some <laughs> nice fixtures coming up but they also have nice long term fixtures so yeah marry Patrick Bamford I think I just got caught up in the price being similar and was just like yeah we'll roll with that so yeah it worked but right, if we're so, actually um... going to talk about who I would say to snog it would be Edinson Cavani um, so not quite the same price point but another striker um, and more importantly, a striker in good form. Uh, we spoke about him briefly a couple of weeks ago um, when we were talking about his performance against Spurs. <clears throat> and it seems that even if he doesn't start the full 90, um, when he comes on, he's still a threat, as he showed with his goal, albeit in the 91st minute against Burnley Sorry, on the weekend. Um, United fixtures aren't the best in terms of FDR, but... And they'd look at... Actually, no, that's not true. They don't look too toothless. I'm thinking more about Bruno Fernandes in that scenario. But they've got Leeds away and Liverpool at home, Villa away in the next three games. Um, And I think, yeah, whether he starts or he comes off the bench, Cavani's movement and just, you know, instinct as a striker, um, you you can't sort of... I guess you can buy that, but you can't teach that sort of thing. Um, So, yeah, whether he rotates with this week's darling which is Mason Greenwood, um, or if he, he gets a starting role, I think Cavani could be a good punt. He's only 3.3% owned, um, 7.9 million, so a little bit more expensive, but I think he's worth it. Yeah, I like it. I, um, yeah, obviously, it's a bit of an interesting one with Greenwood, but I think the nice thing about Cavani is he sits in a forward spot instead of a midfield spot. Mm. Um, obviously, the midfield is the overloaded space yeah. at the moment where... There just is so many options, which I'll get onto in a minute in one of mine. Um, so I think Cavani's just a great little punt and obviously came on, uh, came on and scored, came on and assisted. Uh, came on and scored. Came on, I yeah. think, at half time and then he um, yeah scored in the 91st. So. Yeah, and uh, every time I watch him, he just does look like just still such a, such a great striker. Mm. You know, that was it the flying the flying header? That he yeah, that was, was it the flying yeah, yeah. That was the goal, yeah. It just, yeah, it was a great, a great goal, so... Yeah, love it, love it. Um, me this week, um, I'm going with uh, Jimmy Madison. Uh, James Madison, he's been um, obviously injured recently, um, played 30 minutes against uh, Southampton in the FA Cup semi-final the other day. Um, obviously had a bit of a boo-boo uh, for the West Ham game, decided to go for a nice big house party mm. with, I think it was Wesley Fofana and Harvey Barnes. Who knows? And so was was obviously uh, disallowed from playing in that West Ham game. So, naughty boy James Madison. But um, you can't deny this year that he's been absolutely fantastic. Um, to put it in perspective, so last season he, play, he played 2,600 minutes. Um, he's only played 1,600 minutes, obviously, with still games to go. And he's already only five points behind what he got last year. So you can just tell like how he's, you know, he's already two goals and two assists more than what, he's, what he got last season. Um, he is just playing really well, and obviously the Leicester team are looking good. They are winning games. Um, obviously, it, it's a bit variation at the moment. Ian Atcher is obviously playing incredibly well. Um, so if, for me, it's the double up. So I'm going Ian Atcher and, and Madison. I think Ian Atcher is the player now that's becoming quite highly owned in sort of 
you know, generally, I think it must be on 30-ish percent, I'd say. Uh, James Madison is actually only, only 5.9. Is it only 16.9? Mm, but effective ownership okay. will be higher because everyone yeah, who's still because playing ownership is Because effective ownership is a, an arsehole. Yeah, basically. Cool. Um, whereas James Madison is only 5.8% owned, which is just so low for how well he's been playing. Obviously, he's been injured, so a lot of people got him out recently. But for me, this is the time to get him back in. They've got three, four really good fixtures now coming up. Um, obviously, sorry, well, West Brom in this game week they've got coming up. Then they've got Crystal Palace, Southampton and Newcastle. And for me, they are all massive, massive games where he can get a lot of points. Um, he came off of, he came off of the bench um, in the FA Cup. And I think that's actually worked out better for people who own him because I believe he'll be straight back in the starting lineup. I think they used the FA Cup final to allow Iosi Perez to have his game. And now Madison will come back in. I think Madison will then reclaim his spot as the starter as, as he has been all, all year really so um, you know it's, he's had a couple of games now where he's come off the bench obviously uh, in the middle of that he's had the Covid breach but um, for me I think he's too important for Leicester I don't think Brendan's going to drop him um, and I think he's a good option Yeah I mean if you look at Leicester's next four games they're all green West Brom at home Palace at home Southampton away and Newcastle away all teams that aren't the most watertight so if I think I think with Madison it's just if he plays. Um I think if you can guarantee that then yeah, he's a he's a great punt. His price has dropped slightly, as you say, because of his injury to seven point two and his ownership is even lower at five point eight percent. Um but yeah, it's just he's he's definitely like he walks straight back into that team if he has the match fitness. It's just whether Rogers trusts him. But I mean with the games being against the likes of West Brom and Crystal Palace, obviously they're Premier League games that so will be kind of demanding, but they kind of can afford to play someone who's coming back from injury in those sorts of games. Obviously they've still got to win because they need to make sure of their Champions League spot, but um, he could see some good game time in those fixtures. So yeah, if you want to kind of get ahead of the curve on those ones, then it might be worth bringing him now, but I personally would wait a week or two um, but then it does mean that you know you don't capitalize on him. Well, yeah, and I mean to end the season, they then have uh, United, Chelsea, and Spurs. Again, let's not say Leicester can't score against them, but on paper they're tougher games, so chances will be fewer and further between. So we shall see. But as a well, he's not quite a punt, is he? He's your marry, so. Yeah, he's my so for me, Mary. Sort of, you know, if I'm going to keep him, sort of for a relatively long time, it's not just like a week, a week in, you know, a couple of weeks, and then he's out. For me, it's sort of relatively long term. To be honest, I'll probably end up keeping him till the end of the season. He might be one of those. I haven't got Lingard in at the moment. Um, I know that's just another fucking me being stubborn. Uh, he's not, he's not going to score, but of course he scored again. Um, it'll more than likely be me not getting in Lingard now until um, they have the three really nice fixtures right at the end of the season, West Ham. So I'll probably do the swap for Madison to Lingard as long as Lingard doesn't become nine million in the next uh, three weeks, which is very, very possible. Oh, we so. saw Jota have a point three rise in the game week, so <laughs> could yeah. happen. It very much, yeah. That's the only positive thing that came from a wild card actually. That managed to get Jota before any of the price rises. Yeah, so. but he then didn't return at all. So <laughs> yeah, buzzing, but buzzing. I got four points from that. You gained point three mil, but you lot didn't gain any points. So. Yeah, but that's all. Yeah, the, team, that's, team, that's how you team win. value. I'm yeah, that's it. how you win FPL. It's team value, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, it's not points. Exactly. That's what I've heard. It's, at the end of game week 38, whoever has the highest team value wins. Yeah. No. Oh shit! I've been playing it for the last ten years. <laughs> um, I mean, 
yeah, we'll we'll go on to our avoids this week, and I think Tom and I are gonna double team this one because we're both absolutely fucking fuming. Um, I mean, you, n- neither of us have any of their forwards, but basically, we're gonna say avoid Chelsea assets. Not only are they money grabbing bastards who want to run off and set up a super league, but their manager's an even bigger wanker because you can't tell who he's going to pick in his team. Um, I thought of the Chelsea defence, the most secure pick to go for was Espilicueta because Tuchel seems to love him as a leader. But even he seems to be susceptible to benching, as we've seen against Brighton tonight. So um, I would say steer clear of their defenders because it is just impossible to pick someone who's going to play week in, week out for them. It's just... Yeah, exactly the same for me as well. You know, just the fact I've so I've gone Edouard well, Mendy and I've got Rudiger as well. And I was like, oh, brilliant. I was like, well, Mendy's not, you know, it doesn't matter. Rudiger gets, you know, chopped and changed every so often because he's so cheap. At least I've got a goalkeeper who's going to be, you know, a solid number one. You know, Tuchel's already come out and said, oh, he is the number one keeper. Um, I don't know what Tuchel saw of Kepa against Man City on the weekend, apart from his gorgeously slicked back hair. Um <laughs> It literally was the most ridiculous. He, he looked like he'd been taking notes from Ben Chilwell. Um, it was that slick back. You, it looked, you know when you get sidelines going. How, what'd you put in it, Ben? Yeah, it's like you know when you get out of the shower if your hair gets a bit too long. Mm. As you know, everyone who's just come out of lockdown who's not had their hair cut yet, and you get out of the shower and you slick your hair back just because it's funny. Uh, he literally looked like that. Doing your home um, best Home Alone impression. But yeah, doing your best Home Alone impression. Um, so yeah, I have Mendy, and obviously Mendy's been benched tonight for Kepper. Um, who on earth knows why? He'll probably drop a clanger. We can only hope so Mendy gets put back as number one. But Well, and so we don't just... miss out on Chelsea clean sheet points. So everyone who's got Alonso and has suffered for the past two or three weeks now all of a sudden is going to be buzzing. So I really hope Brighton get... Like Lewis Dunk comes up and scores a header from a corner or something like that. Well, I've still got Rudiger, so I'm hoping not. But <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm doing so bad. And I'm doing so badly that uh, you know what? You know what I'll accept. I'll accept Rudiger scoring a header and uh, Lewis Dunk scoring a header on the other yeah, side. Let's do that. But so the evolve, yeah, the avoid is just Chelsea. They're just it's just so unpredictable at the moment. Everyone's talking about Pep Roulette, and I don't know what do we come up with. Have we come up with a Tuchel one yet? Tuchel, Tuchel Bingo, Tuchel Twat. Okay, yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, Tuchel Twat. So there you okay. go. It's just, yeah, what a bell end. Um, yeah, there's even players like so people were talking about, and as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I absolutely love Mason Mount. I think he's fantastic. Um, but even I'm not not going anywhere near him because even though he's been their best player now, I'd say for well all of the season, um, <laughs> even he gets benched now every so every week. So it's just it's just ridiculous. The thing is, I don't even it, know so. who to have in in defence now. Like. So I got Chelsea because they kept 12 out of 14 clean sheets playing against all different types of opposition. Um, and I thought, I'll go for their most reliable defender. So now not only do they not keep clean sheets because they concede five to West Brom, but their defence is, you know, as changing as it ever has been. Um, and then on top of that, they then have to finish the season West Ham, City, Arsenal, Leicester and Villa with the only green fixture in there being Fulham. So... It's not even worth having their, one of their defenders who's a premium defender. Um, I'm also looking to get rid of Diaz because City don't play too regularly and also aren't the most defensively sound. So it's like, well, who do I actually have in them? Because I think Robo, um, Trent is probably one of them, but I don't want to have Dinya because Everton don't keep clean sheets either. Um, and that's basically it. When you're looking at premium defenders, it's one of those four teams. So... 
I really can't say who I would advise people to move to if they're looking to move on Chelsea assets, but basically just don't have them because you can't predict who's going to play week to week. I'd say the only Chelsea defender that seems to be relatively nailed on is Rhys James. Do you think? If you look at sort of, you know, the amount of time he's played under Tuchel, it's... No, actually, no. I'm looking at it now. I thought it was a lot more than that. I think it's because he features as a sub, so I just feel like he plays yeah, more he than he does. Yeah, he comes on every now and then, but I would have said over the course of the season... Well, the course of the season... Last six games, the last six games he's played He's played three. So, no, not him either. Yeah, they're just... Dear, I mean, oh, all of those appearances are substitute appearances with one 90 minutes, and it was the 5-2 against West Brom, so he got zero points anyway. Um, it really is just impossible... And, you know, their front line, as seen by tonight, changes so regularly. They've gone for Ziyech, is it Pulisic and Havertz? Yeah, they've gone for those three tonight. But that could easily be Werner, Hudson-Odoi and Giroud. Like, it is just impossible to call. Um, yeah. So, just think of it, everyone's getting really excited about Pulisic. And it's like, I would love... The thing that annoys me is I'd love to see Pulisic move to another team because I think he's he is so good. Mm. But he's just so... I know he's been injured at the start of the season, but it's just like, now he's fit. It's like, really, he should be walking into that team. Well, yeah, I mean, it is. It, they do have a problem in terms of they do have so many good players. Um, they can't play all of them every week. But I would agree in saying that Pulisic should definitely be one of the first names on the team sheet. Um, and Chil- I mean, Chilwell now is playing more regularly, but... For me, he's a, he's like Alonso's had his time. Chilwell's their new best left back, so he should be one of the first names. But you know, and yeah, clearly Mendy is by far and away their best keeper. So why he's not playing, I have absolutely no idea. But yeah, yeah, just stay. And, the, and, and, my, and my final point on this one, because it always has to end on him, is why is Timo Werner still in that team? <laughs> like he's on the bench, is, isn't he? So infuriating. Is he not playing today? No, it's Havertz, um, oh, Ziyech, and Pulisic starting today. It's just. For me, everyone's going, oh, he's getting loads of assists. And it's like, yeah, but he's not scoring any goals. Yeah, but his job is to score goals. <laughs> exactly. It's like, what, against Man City, he made like, he made like, basically, they kicked the ball upfield and he's faster than everyone. So he ran past everyone, <laughs> then crossed the ball across to Ziyech. And the pass was terrible. Like, it was behind Ziyech. Ziyech was like falling over and getting into the goal. It was so bad. And he makes runs. He can't take on players. He just looks like he looks like a worse version of Raheem Sterling. And I never thought I'd say that. So, well, I just don't know what's happened to him because you know, yeah, pace is his strong point, and you can't really knock that. But he was actually but a good passing, striker, shooting when he was at Leipzig, and he literally yeah. just has fallen off. Like, um, yeah, who knows? But who have you got for me this week? And would you rather? So, yeah, so would you rather, um, so basically, again, if you haven't listened to us before, uh, basically, I will be picking a couple of, as as quite obviously says, would you rather this for Cam, and he'll have to quick fire back to me who he'd rather have, and uh, and, and give me reasons why. Uh, he's not ever heard these, he's never heard these before, and to be honest, I've not made them particularly hard, uh, not made them particularly easy this week. Uh, so in the, you know, in, this, in the thing that's been, you know, the European Super League this week, I thought I'd, I could only pick teams that have won the Premier League. Um, in the last few years so if we start with the 2014-15 champions um, Southampton <laughs> uh, would you rather have uh, Danny Ings or James Ward-Prowse um, probably Danny Ings um, 
I was literally about to say James Ward-Prowse before I said Danny Ings. Um, but what swung it for me was what you mentioned earlier about um, there being just so many premium, well, not even premium, but just so many midfield assets out there that you could choose from. Um, and there aren't quite so many attacking ones, uh, sorry, striking ones. Um, I mean, Kane, if he's fit, is a shoe-in. Um, Ian Acho's now throwing his hat in the ring. Watkins, Bamford, they're all kind of considered... Callum Wilson's now back from fitness and Newcastle seem to be a bit more of a threat. So you do have some options out there, but Ings is proven Premier League pedigree. Um, look at that bit of alliteration there. Proven Premier League pedigree. Um, and yeah, I just think he's going to score goals before the end of the season. Obviously, Ward-Prowse is on all of their set pieces, including penalties. So he does have that added bonus. But I just think... You know, he doesn't score a direct free kick every week, nor does Southampton get a penalty every week. So, you know, he will pick up an assist every now and then from whipping in a corner or a free kick and Bednarek or Vestergaard inevitably just standing taller than everyone else and heading it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think Ings is more of a threat, really, is my reasoning. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, to be honest, I just had to pick two so two Southampton assets for that, and uh, yeah, there wasn't really many that stood out. But I think yeah, Danny Ings really is the is the man to get if you're going if you're leaning that way. To be honest, I think if you are leaning that way, the only game really to focus on you've got uh, the final three games of Fulham, Leeds, and West Ham, um, which could be interesting. You know, West Ham look a bit leaky at the moment. Leeds look obviously a lot better, um, but we know how they like to concede goals every so often, and obviously Fulham, um, who. To be honest, by that point, more than likely would have been relegated, so they would have given up. Hopefully, well, um, um, right. Just thinking about it, uh, don't, is something wrong with Che Adams? Has he been injured the last couple of games, or uh, not sure? Did he just get rested because he's only played eighteen minutes across the two of them. Um, but I would say he's a good other option for Southampton. Yeah, but... I think he potentially got injured on international duty. Now that's a guess. Yeah, now but, he's a now oh, he's yeah. now he's Scottish. Moving swiftly onwards. So moving on to um, the Premier League champions of 2017-18 season. Now a surprising victor, to be honest, but um, who would have thought that Burnley could steal the Premier League title? Um, so would you rather have uh, Chris Wood or Matej Vidra? Um, I'd probably say Chris Wood just because, well, I, I nearly brought Vidra in on my wildcard, but thought, for the reason why I've picked Chris Wood in this selection, that he was a little more prone to rotation as and when Burnley's squad is at full fitness. Um, I think, um, well, obviously Barnes and Wood normally start together. If Barnes isn't fit, then Rodriguez normally comes in. Now, Vidra's obviously in good form of late, but I just think if, yeah, if they're, if, people come back from injury then Wood is less likely to be dropped and he still has the same sort of threat so he is slightly more expensive but I think because there are so many more mid-price midfield assets and as I said a couple minutes ago like zero premium defending assets I think people have got the free cash to stretch to Wood um, so yeah I just think Wood probably guarantees you points and playing time. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Again, so I picked Burnley, obviously because of their fantastic titles. Did they actually fi- when did they finish that season? Finished seventh. Oh, but everyone else above them was the big six. Was the big six, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry, that was air, air quotes when I said big six then. Obviously, <laughs> you I realised no one can see that. Emphasis on big six. 
big big six. Um, yeah, they finished seventh. Yeah, Ridiculous. So fair play, well done, congratulations. Um, but yeah, Burnley's fixtures are actually quite interesting. They again look not horrible, and the way they're scoring at the moment, all of a sudden they've become a, not a team that's not able to defend, but a team that's able to absolutely bang in goals, which is complete opposite to what happened at the start of the season. Well, who would um, you? Got, who would you go for out of those two? Uh, for me, I'd probably go Chris Wood as well. Um, yeah, like Vitra's obviously playing well at the moment, and he's a lot cheaper. But I think Chris Wood. Chris Wood's on 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 pens as well, isn't he? I would imagine so. Um, yeah, I think. Sure. I think he's, he's you know he's I think he's got points in the last two games if I'm correct. I think what is an assist two games ago and he scored in the last game. Um, and for me, it's just is the slightly better player. So if you've got the money, Tonis, we're talking about Burnley players, so I don't think that many people are going to be getting him in. But um, well, I mean, as you say, I mean, I brought him in on my wild card. He got he only got the assist against Newcastle, but as you say, before that, he scored in the previous three games and got an assist as well as a goal in the Southampton one. Um, that's one, yeah. And their fixtures aren't the worst to end the season. Like they do have some teams that they probably will lose to, and in doing so, will concede goals, but. As you say, they've been a bit more free-scoring of late. Um, only the one against Newcastle, but well, and against New um, Man United, but two away against Southampton, two away against Everton, and two games before that. So, yeah, I don't see why not. I might. Yeah. I'm, the only um, reason I might get rid of Wood is because I might go to Bamford, who I just think has better games. Yeah, so. sure, 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 sure. And the final one, uh, 2018-19 champions. Congratulations! They've already mentioned today that, it's, that you know there's not enough time for the Open Top Tour parade. They're a little bit late to the party, um, but it's Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, so, would you rather have Nelson Semedo or Connor Cody? Uh, Connor Cody. Um, yeah, when we first brought him in, we both were discussing whether to go for a cheaper defender or Semedo, and I went for Cody because I thought he was. Well, I think Semedo's nailed on to play, but I just thought, you know, there's not going to be too much of a difference in the points that they'll get, and you save like point four having Cody in your team. Um, and the first game that I didn't have Semedo in, he got all three bonus points, so he um, he outscored Cody in that one. But um, Cody returned the favour this week with it was only a solitary bonus point, but it was more than Semedo got. So um, I think long term, he's a captain. He's always he's going to play every game, every minute. Um, and if they continue to keep clean sheets the way they're going, um, I would just have him because price-wise, it's more, more kind of conducive of fitting other players in your team. So, yeah, yeah. Um, for me, I said Tomato when I when, you know, he does have some sort of attacking presence. You know, he did play at Barcelona, which Johnson doesn't really say much because he's not really shown that this year, but. Um, he's only got two assists this season, so it's not you know. I don't think you're really counting on that. So I think you're happy with any of those back three, really, especially mm-hmm. for the next three three games. Definitely, um, I'm a little bit annoyed. I didn't get on it to start with. I think it's, I've just missed the boat really on it. But Cody, Sar- Roman size, um, or Semedo, um, all all three of them really are pretty pretty nailed. Um, and yeah, Cody's the cheapest of the three of them, so. To be honest, it just makes sense, really. Yeah. I looked at the um, the scout selection this week, as I do every week, just to... I always use it as kind of like a sounding board to see if the team I've picked is kind of along the lines with some of the people smarter than me have gone for. Um, and they put Saïs in there and said, 
his season high total came against Sheffield United earlier in the season. And it was like, yeah, because he scored, like he's not going to score every <laughs> single time he plays Sheffield United, like he's a centre back for God's sake. So I just found that interesting that that was the reason why they put him in. Like you could go for any of the Wolves back line, like just because he scored in the first game of the season doesn't mean he's going to score the next time he plays them. But yeah. Yeah. They do come as, I'm sure they like, I, I'm sure it's like after time they try, like, should we just put this in and see if anyone notices? Well, they just dig up old random facts just for the sake to have something to say about that player but yeah no I I, thank you for your your uh, would you rather this week Um, yeah some interesting picks and like the theme Um, thanks who would have won it last year if Liverpool hadn't do you know Leicester Leicester Uh, not quite so fun because they already have won the Prem but yeah because they're already really good and everyone already loves them yeah need to give some of the limelight to the the more hum the more humble clubs, but um, so yeah, what happened, captains this week? So yeah, so um, oh, captain, my captain. Um, we said at the start of the season. Um, I think Cam found a really good fact that basically, um, the what you should do is just captain Salah at the start of the season, set and forget him as captain, and just you and you won't beat him. He'll be you know he's going to outperform you, and so we we you know gauntlet was thrown down, so we decided to challenge that, and I've got to be honest, it's going pretty well. Yeah. You're within ten. Who would have thought this? I'm, I'm, Twenty weeks I'm ago, eight points behind. Eight points behind Salah. So um, yeah, I'll tell you, if you've not been listening, my my year's been an absolute roller coaster for captaincy picks. Um, just <laughs> just mainly on the down. <laughs> yeah, mainly negative. Um, just to put everyone in everyone's perspective, I fucking hate captains. It's the worst <laughs> thing to ever come to fantasy Premier League because I am terrible at picking them. Um, I think at one point I hit minus ninety six points behind Salah. Uh, when he was on that rich reign of form, and I think I refused to captain him about eight weeks in a row, <laughs> um, and yeah, that didn't didn't help. So I'm currently eight, eight points behind him after Kane's absolute haul. Um, I've put I've put Kane in his points in. Obviously, I know he's still got a game to go, but I think we're pretty much expecting him not to play in that game. Well, I mean, either either he doesn't play and it stays as it is, or he does and it only gets bigger. So. I mean, Salah's played his one game this week and he blanked. I mean, it, sh- it shouldn't even be four, should it? He only played two minutes. Not two minutes, but he only got one point, so doubled. Oh, did he? Two. Oh. So you can add yourself Changed another up, two points there. Six points behind. <laughs> Buzzing. Uh, Josh obviously isn't here this week. He's now 14 points above Salah. Yeah. Which he'd be really happy about if he was here, but he's not here, so... <laughs> And I'll let you uh, tell, so we, tell we, the lovely people how far I'm ahead of Salah. Oh, you're 38 points so, ahead of Salah now. So how many was that? 38. Ah. One so, more time, 38. Time? Minus 38. <laughs> Sorry, 38, 38. Yeah, you are doing quite well. Yeah, I'm pretty lie. It's that. pretty. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so who are you going to captain this week coming? Uh, well, because obviously um, Salah has Newcastle. Um, it just makes sense. But um, yeah, I'm going to Nacho. So, uh, Ian Acho against Crystal Palace. Yeah, I mean, I've done my classic so-and-so slash so-and-so. Um, <laughs> at the minute, and I'll tell you why, at the minute, the captain's armband is on Jutta with the Newcastle at home fixture. Um, but he, I feel like, could be rested. And so, so he started and played most of the minutes yesterday. But before that, he... Um, well, played the whole game against Villa, but before that, only 29 minutes against Arsenal. Actually, now looking at it, he might actually have a decent chance of playing. But I say, he was rested against in the um, 
Champions League. No, he played as well? the Champions League. He um he came off. He started and played the game. I think it was Firmino who got rested that day, but he, ah, he right. might have a decent chance of playing. But yeah, Iheanacho, I feel like, has got a better chance of playing and it is a nice fixture of Palace at home. So I could join you on that one, but I'm not certain as yet in typical yeah, it's, me fashion. It's a tough one this week because I think, I think if you looked at sort of how Newcastle are playing at the moment, you just expect it to be an absolute goal fest. But... Just, I really want to pick Iheanacho because to be honest, fuck Liverpool at the moment. So, well, yeah, and I mean, Iheanacho is in good form. So, if if you, even if you weren't just being like in a fuck it mood, then he does. He is a reasonably sensible choice. And I mean, yeah. Newcastle, as I said earlier, they've got St. Max back and firing, um, and Wilson is back to fitness and most likely will start this game. So, they're not going to be pushovers. I don't think. I mean, I hope they are, but um, it it's not a given. So. Yeah. What happened in the league this week? I've not had a look. Uh, that's a good question. Um, I, I've not looked at it because, to be honest, I don't really want to. So um, <laughs> it's been pretty miserable. Um, y- yeah. Um, I mean, I've stayed. Obviously, I've we're mid game week. Gained any rank, so. No, we're, mi- we're mid game week at the moment. So the entire table is just grey well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> no one has moved apart as one mover George and Phil have J- places Jamie Miller smashed it again this week um, as I said I didn't realise so many people had their triple captain left but Jamie's one of them so he's um, I mean I did I use mine on Kane but he only got like he only got yeah, eight we, points so he did he it was the other double game week and he got one goal in the second game yeah, so he ended up with 24 whereas Jamie is already on 36 because of his 12 against uh, Everton so even if he doesn't play. Jamie's already on more points than my entire team <laughs> what do you mean as in Harry Kane oh, has Harry more Kane points than my entire team as his tri- sorry his sorry Jamie's triple captain has more yeah. points than my entire team no Jamie god is, that's depressing Jamie is smashing it this year he's having a very strong end to the season I'm hoping I'm literally just hanging on to his coattails just hoping that he doesn't stretch too far ahead um I don't even know how I can gain on him this week because we both have pretty much the same team. Like, we, I don't want Kane to score any more points because that would just be more for him. We've both got Ian Acho. I can only really hope for Son to do something and Alderweireld to keep a clean sheet in order to gain some points back on him. Um, hopefully Mason Mount stays blanked for this week and Fraser Forster gets absolutely pummeled by Spurs. I hope not. Is all I can hope for. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, well my, Jamie. And my mid my mid table battles. Well, I've gone from looking at a Europa League spot to a, a potential mid table battle here because I'm being dragged down horribly the last two game weeks, and I've got people coming right behind me. So um, <clears throat> it's not looking good. But there's only one positive we can both take of it. We're both above Josh. Well, so. if 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 the top six in this league decide to form an ESL, then you'll be in third, mate. So ah, oh, bronze, bronze medal, <laughs> sweet podium. That's all you can ask for. Sweet second loser that. <laughs> but what's the uh, what's the code if people want to join? Is it DFJ? Oh yeah, it is DFJ three Z two three Z two. Like, I, I can't even remember it. So I'm quite impressed you remember half of it. So yeah, so if you do want to join late in the season, but if you want to jump in and just you know take take mid table spots off of me, then you're very welcome to. Uh, if you're doing better than all of us, then yeah, Thomas, you can try and you can try and take top top spot, but I don't think you're going to because uh, at the moment it's being being contested by by Rob and Rory, who are I think Rob is currently six thousandths just in the top seven thousand in the world. Nothing. And 
Rory can't be far behind that. Yeah, top 10,000. Oh, 10,057. That's so mental. Not quite top 10, like, but. I say only, but Rory's only 90 points ahead of me and he's like 100,000 places above me. <laughs> yeah. It's like every 10 points gives you another 10,000 places. Like, Yeah, to be well, to be fair, you're only 89 points ahead of me and I'm 350,000 places less than you. So <laughs> okay, that's a yeah, slightly different perspective. Slightly different perspective. Also, I've just, come, honest, on, I think, I've just come well, on yeah, to no, our we, Twitter let's account have, to we've check got the link code. And Jan Vertonghen has Josh just tweeted, is, Twitter is gold ATM. <laughs> nice. Love it. And about to say, Josh is, Josh is 47 points behind me. And he's another 400,000 places behind that wow. behind me. So, cracking. Love it. Things you love to see. Um. So, yeah. that's. I think that wraps it up for the week. Yeah. So, thank you very much for listening. Um, you can find us on all your favourite podcast platforms. To be honest, if you've managed to listen this far, then you've probably found us on one of the podcast platforms. <laughs> I realise we say it every week and I've realised, to be honest, if you've got this far in the podcast, you're probably already listening to us because it'd be quite hard to listen to us if you hadn't gotten this far already. Well, it's like Inception. People might not know that there's a, a more more appealing platform that they can listen elsewhere. So, What if they're listening to and they're like holding up a, like a, an aerial yeah, and uh, they're listening out in the field. Like a DAB radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, instead they can just go, Amazon Play, FPL by Dummies podcast. And it goes, God, that was what? That was a... Who? Sorry. Who? What are you talking about? What are you chatting about? And then starts playing off menu. (laughs) 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 So yeah, so you can listen to us on all of the major podcasting bits and pieces. Um, Thank you very much for listening. We do really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, give us a follow and a subscribe if, if, you know, if you're on one of those things that allow you to follow and subscribe. I don't think many of them do, to be honest. Leave a comment in the comment section down below. Yeah, hope please positive though. Turn on the notification bell. No one we we've, we've already had we've we've already had too many comments calling us pricks on a weekly basis. So we'd you know a five star rather than a one star would be lovely. Um, yeah, is that enough begging for the week? That'll do. That'll do. A little bit less begging than all of these Europa Super League uh, chairmen are going to have to do in the next few days to get back in. I saw, I saw um, Arsenal. Well, someone did a meme and it was like Arsenal coming back to the Premier League and it was a picture of Shemaim and Begum. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely brutal. And on that on, on, on that fantastic note, uh, go and have a look through Twitter because as, as Yam Tongan said, it is absolutely gold at the moment and we will see you again next week. <laughs>